0: Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Haley Curtis, Gene Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, Gene Keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Welcome back to the Journey Home Podcast, everybody. I am just delighted today to have Megan back oh so soon. We're two weeks after Megan's first appearance on TJH and she's already back and I'm just so over the moon about it and have had so much beautiful feedback, Megan, from some of the listeners and even my husband. I told you this, Bevan was like, oh, I really liked Megan. I was like, yeah, I do
1: too, Bevan. I really like <laughs>
0: Megan as well. <laughs> and so That's a, I
1: just... <laughs> That is a high compliment coming from yeah. Bevan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: Bevy. You and Bevy share some gene keys in in your activation mm-hmm. sequence. So no wonder he was like, ooh, I could feel that.
1: <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so excited
0: to have you back today. And we're going to be diving into a concept today that for a long time, even since I first opened the Journey Home, I have had questions or requests from some of the women to share a little bit more about this concept. And so This is actually the first time that I'm doing something dedicated to this. We're going to be diving into yin, yang, masculine, feminine energies and and what that means for ourselves, what that means for transformation, what that means for our world. I actually, like always, I don't know the questions. I'm just rocking up and I sort of know the concept. But this is my first time that I'm actually doing a dedicated, complete teaching about this because yin, yang, masculine, feminine I'm always bringing it into everything that I teach. I'm always mentioning it, whether I'm talking about gene keys or inner work or just life itself, I always mention it, but I never dedicate something to it. And so I think I've left a lot of people wanting more. (laughs) I've left a lot of the women inside TJH being like, ooh, can you tell me? Can can you break that down a little bit more, Haley? Because I think that just as we hear about it, we feel naturally drawn to it because we know that there's truth in it in our hearts, in our souls, because it really is such an important element of life and and really all of life. Which we we will start to unpack and unravel, I'm sure, as as you ask your questions, Megan. And I know that you actually asked some of the journey home women. For yes, some assistance in in um, submitting questions, and I didn't look at that post, even though it was in good. the journey home. Good, good, good. I just scrolled yes. straight past it because I much <laughs> prefer not to know. Because if I know questions ahead of time, I can tend to then maybe overthink it mm. or then go down a forced path in in where I think the answer is. Whereas when I'm just asked it on the fly, I just answer from the well the wisdom well in my soul mm-hmm. and i don't get in the way like i'm not interfering with these answers i'm just here to chat so yeah is there anything you're wanting to say before you kick off or you can kick off with with the questions no i think
1: you you covered it uh mm-hmm. that i ac- actually went into the journey home for help in mm-hmm. composing some questions mm-hmm. uh because i don't want it just to be my viewpoint Yeah. So can I start with my first one? Oh, let's go. Let's do it. All right. So Elizabeth says, Hey, Megan, Mm -hmm. I think it would be good to start with what are masculine and feminine. I feel like the words have so many layered meanings and mean different things to pretty much everyone she's deep in contemplation about language, she says. Mm, mm, Oh, this is such an Elizabeth question. (laughs) Yes. Elizabeth's
0: (laughs) life's work, Jean Key is 62. And it's all about intellect versus precision. And that question even has precision in it, right? She wants to cut through all the bullshit and just tell me the shit that matters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth, for this question. And I think I think she's so right in saying that masculine, feminine means so many different things to different people, Mm -hmm. depending on who you're talking to and where it's coming from. And so I think the absolute best way right from the get go to break down masculine and feminine is to rename it as yin and yang. Right. Ah, Okay. Yeah. Yin and yang already takes this male, female connotation out of it because really masculine and feminine isn't yes it is male female but we connect the words male female to gender and so the language of male female masculine feminine gets in our way by already when we hear that we're like okay woman man and already Mm we've 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 fucked it up (laughs) yeah right from Mm -hmm. the get-go when we see it like that and so you know, I will be using the terms masculine, feminine, male, female, but I would like to begin by saying yin yang. You know, okay. yang is that masculine, yin is that feminine. And they are the two poles of everything that makes up us and the universe. They are the two poles, right? When we look at the world, it is we live in a a world of polarity, of duality, and the duality is simply the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine. And amongst the yin and the yang, you have everything. You have the seasons, right? You've got the winter time, which is more yin. You've got the summertime, which is more yang. You have the genders. If you wanted to attach it to a gender, you do have male and you do have female. However, no matter what your gender is, you hold both within you just like everything holds both within them we are there are the two poles masculine feminine yin yang and life is a dance between the poles we are a mm. dance between the poles and okay with to to give it like a loose definition but I'm sure you know this entire podcast episode is going to technically be a definition mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but if if we were to sort of really hone in and say okay well yin the feminine energy is more the void it's the womb space it's the visionary it's the dreamer it's the great mother it's the tenderness it's the more of the melancholy it's the you know it's that winter we can we can really sort of feel into that frequency whereas the yang is more of the structure it's more of the moving forward it's more of the creative energy it's more of the make something from nothing it's more of the you know <laughs> and instantly we see the difference here i mean between those two explanations you literally have reproductive systems within that explanation, you have the void space, you have the vagina, and then you have mm-hmm. the moving forward and the blazing a trail forward, you have the penis. right? And so right. we even see it in our biology. However, like I said, it's not attached to gender. However, we see it. We see it within our makeup and within that dualistic nature of the world, both in animals and in humans but really these are energies, these are frequencies that make up life because in order for the masculine to make the structure and to create and to make something, it needs the feminine womb space in which to create it, right? Mm, right. If it, If the world was just all yin, we wouldn't have anything. And if the world was just all yang, we wouldn't have anything. We require the polarity between yin and yang to create, right? Because yes, the yang energy is the creation energy, but you're not creating anything unless you first have a vision and a womb space in which to grow it. And so it's really important um, to see the purpose of both and without the other, you actually don't have anything. They only can create their magic when they're together, right? When they're together. Okay. And that's really what I feel this whole conversation is going to be around is well, what does it look like to bring them together? What does harmony look like between yin and yang? And, what, you know, what, is, what does that mean for us in, in our bodies, in our relationships, in our world, and the dynamics of that? Because we get it wrong a lot of the time. So we yeah. definitely get it on yeah. a lot of the time. I but have yeah. some
1: questions around that. Yeah, mm. for sure. <laughs> do you feel like that was a good enough sort of starting point? I think that's a great starting point. Let me okay. ask you some more questions and we'll keep defining it yeah. as we go. Sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So Christine asks, how do you balance the masculine and feminine when you are when you lead with the masculine, I have way more masculine energy and naturally gravitate to structure as opposed to flow. Mm-hmm. She feels like her feminine side is stunted. Mm-hmm. So how do I shift from a predominantly masculine approach to a balance of feminine and masculine?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Christine, I feel like that is the question of our world.
1: Right? I feel like-
0: <laughs> I feel like that is a question that reflects the journey that we're all on because up until recently, the yang has been leading the way and up until recently, we've all been in a major imbalance with our yin and yang energy because in the patriarchal world that we have all been raised in. And it has been that way for a very, very long time. There may have been yes. times past where it wasn't patriarchal, but I mean, it has been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. That is a, we, we've been raised in a system, in a structure where yang comes first, where yang is leading. And that sends us off balance, right? Even if we are equal parts yin and yang, But if yang comes first and yin is serving yang, you're out of balance. And this is really what the gene keys teaches us. And I'm sure we'll get into that as well. But in order to have balance between yin and yang, yin must come first. Yin must come first and yang serves yin. Now, this does not mean (laughs) that women need to rule the world. Because this is not attached to gender. This is the exact same thing that that is going to be happening within men as in women. Yes. Okay. So even yes. within a man, as he comes into balance, his yin is going to be coming first and his yang will be serving that yin. Just like us women, we will also make the shift from the yang leading the way to the yin. But then when it comes to a relationship, depending on who holds more yin and yang energy, then that can look different in terms of what it looks like in a relationship. But we'll we'll come to that later. Let's talk about yeah. the individual first, because okay. it begins yep. there,
1: right? Well, that may like, be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you ain't having any kind of balance with someone else unless you first have balance within yourself. So, and we're not going to have any kind of balance within the world. Until we have balance within ourselves anyway. And so really this is always, no matter what you're looking at in terms of transformation, it's always about what's happening internally to the individual. And so in terms of, let's talk about us women because, I mean, TJH, even though men listen, this is a community that predominantly serves women. We have been suppressing our yin energy ever since we were born really, and depending yeah. on our upbringing, but definitely through the schooling system because it's a patriarchal system. We've been suppressing our yin energy and believe, and having our yang energy sort of leading the way too much. And that yang energy is where like, we're trying to force or we're trying to like create and, and make structure and this and that. And that's where a lot of us will identify with, oh my gosh, yes, I have a lot more yang energy than yin energy. But then what happens is when we try and, and this is what's happened in the world where we're like, okay, we don't want the patriarchy and we need to shift it. But then the way in which we try and shift it is through yang energy. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. you know, because <laughs> this, you know, 20 years ago and, and further back, so I'd say 20 or even 15 and more it was very much that style of, okay, the the woman stays at home and the man goes to work. And it was like this suppressed reason why the women were at home. They weren't, yes, they may have wanted to be there, but they were there because they were suppressed into that position because, no, nope, you're weaker, you stay at home, the man goes and yeah. earns the money. And, and because of that, and internally the yin's like, no, like this doesn't feel right. And instead of finding that balance within then women took it too far and pushed themselves into this you know the the working world trying mm. to bring the yin to the to the fore but doing it through a yang energy right <laughs> which right. is where we still have this imbalance and so yeah instead of actually honoring the yin and bringing that to the fore we're actually trying to step in to suppress the, the masculine and become right. the rulers, but then that is just masculine energy. Right. So this, you know, this is so, it's quite complex, but at the same time, it's completely simple. In order to find that balance back within ourselves, it's not about squashing out the masculine. Because right. the moment we try and squash anything out, it's actually just, masculine energy again yeah it's about starting to tune in to these different frequencies within us to start to even understand them right to start to even go okay i am noticing i'm more in in this masculine energy okay what does that feel like where is it coming from you know how does it show up in my world and then tuning into this feminine energy this so christine said like that flow and all of that doesn't feel as comfortable and so starting just to attune to that frequency without forcing yourself to be in it but just getting curious getting curious Mm -hmm. about that energy and one of the energies of the yin is like this receiving energy you know receiving energy which is something that we Can be scared to be in because we see it as weakness.
1: Yes, right. We keep talking about weakness, which is thirty-seven. You know, gene key thirty-seven. And yeah, if
0: there was going to be any gene key that was relevant to this conversation, if we were going to pick one, it would be thirty-seven. And it's your purpose, gene key Megan. So of course, you've brought this idea for a podcast, (laughs) and it's all about. As long as the masculine is, as long as the feminine is serving the masculine, we have weakness. Like that's what creates this perceived weakness, believing that the the masculine is the only strength. Whereas true strength is this beautiful balance between the two. And true strength comes when the masculine gets to serve this feminine principle. So this receiving energy, this flow energy Then the masculine within us comes in and creates structure out of that flow instead of creating structure and then trying to flow. And this is why we feel like we can't connect with our feminine side. We can't connect with that yin because we're still bringing the yang first. We're saying, okay, I'm going to structure everything in my life and then try and find flow. And we're just Mm. not going to. It's mm. let me let the flow in, bring the vision in. What's the dream? Okay, how can now my masculine step in and support that dream with some structure? Oh, because okay. we, be- yeah, we become afraid that, well, if I move more to the yin, everything will just get sucked into the void and, you know, I'll cease to exist. And <laughs> I often have said this because in my gene keys, my, my life's work and my evolution, my life's work is the only completely yin gene key, and my evolution is the only completely yang gene key. I've got six yin lines, six yang lines, and so in my life's work challenge, I literally can feel like if I have no structure, I will cease to exist. Like I will just float off the ground, away into the into the cosmos, and no one will ever see me again because I can get huh. I can get that yinny. But that's why then the programming partner is the complete yang to support that, right? And so it's about, can I let my visions in? Can I let my flow in? Can I trust? That's what yin is. Yin is trust. Can I trust in the dreams of my heart? And as they come through that yin energy coming first, Then the masculine comes in to beautifully support that. And so you're not going to fade away into the abyss. You're not going to have zero structure in your life. Everything's not going to fall apart because the yang is going to be there to hold you. Right? Mm. And that's actually the yang's job is to hold the yin. Whereas so often what we're doing within ourselves is using the yang to suppress the yin, to hold her down
1: under mm-hmm. the water she oh, is yeah. the
0: water right <laughs> like the yang's yes. trying to trying to sort that water out the water just wants to run wild cast her visions create her womb space and then the yang comes in and so in order to create that internal balance it requires that trust it requires that trust of leaning into the yin Getting really freaked out about how that feels because it feels pretty freaky in the beginning. Yeah, we, like, our world isn't used to it at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, ah, oh, what do I, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? But the moment that you get to the point where you go, ha, oh, what do I do with this? That's just you calling the yang in. That's just oh. you saying, okay, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you, masculine energy. Come in and support me. That's something I've learned about myself. I know I'm going so sort of off this question, but let's just, we've just got to run let's with go this. For it. This is just such a big concept we're coming. I've learned this about myself. I used to lean into my yin energy, cast a vision, have a dream, then get overwhelmed by the feeling of that dream and vision and go, ah, no, I'm not safe here, and go back to go back to the yang energy. Yeah. Whereas now I've learned when I hit that freak out moment, that's just the moment that I'm calling the yang in. That's just the moment where I say, oh, I have my vision, but now it's starting to float away. I need the structure to come in and ground it down for me, right? Without the yang, the yin is ungrounded. And that's why she really needs, I keep saying she, I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about these two frequencies. She really needs the masculine to come and ground her down and to hold her in his safe embrace so that we can actually bring mm. the things into the form that we dream of because if we're too much in the yin we'll have all of these dreams that never come into the form and that's painful or if we're mm-hmm. too much in the yang we never allow a dream to come into the form because we're overly structuring and we're overly controlling our life but we okay. can see That as long as the yin dreams first and the yang comes in to support it, you have beautiful balance, and you actually create the things that you so yearn to create. You know, creativity is a beautiful balance between yin and yang. But that yin must
1: actually—that is one of our questions from um, Lizzie with the red hair. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear Haley's thoughts on how the feminine and the masculine. And feed into the creative process mm. I've always felt that I am more in my masculine a lifetime spent in my head and I would love to bring more of the feminine to my creativity Oh,
0: Lizzie I love you <laughs> what a beautiful question oh my gosh how incredible are the journey home women I mean aren't they wonderful th- <laughs> I didn't
1: have I didn't write hardly any of these yeah these are just these great.
0: three questions so far <laughs> are just like chef's kiss so in terms of the creative process and this is what I was just about to say before this question leads it perfectly another thing about internally with yin and yang is yang is more the mind yin is the heart okay yang is the mind yin is the heart yang is the intellect yin is the heart intelligence and so the mind is a very important aspect of the creative process. And the mind is a very important aspect of this human life. The mind is brilliant. The mind can, the inventions we've brought into this world, the, you know, the incredible things that we have discovered through the mind, amazing. But the inspiration to create any of that, where did it come from first? Did that come from the mind, the inspiration? no mm-hmm. it came from the heart and so the heart must lead the way in creativity in actually dreaming the heart is the dreamer not the mind the heart is the visionary right the, the mind serves the dreams of the heart and so mm. that is really important in the creative process is that our heart leads the way and then the mind comes in to execute because if we stay too much in the heart with the creative process and we're just in the heart, in the heart, in the heart, you're not, you're going to dream lots of things and you're going to feel amazing, but are you actually going to create anything? The mind right. is a really important aspect of the creative process, but it's the heart mind, right? It's where we bring them together. And Richard talks about this in Gene Key 4. He talks about it in Gene Key 62. Lots of the Gene Keys he speaks of the heart mind. But it's the heart-mind, not the mind-heart. The heart comes first, right? The heart-mind. So you conjure up these creative pursuits and dreams in the heart space and then you bring the, the, the mind down to meet the heart and that is ultimate creativity. That is ultimate intelligence. You know, we create from our deep intelligence. We don't just create from intellect because if we were creating from intellect, this is where I thought I wasn't creative for my whole life because I was trying to create from the mind. I was trying to create Mm. just by the yang leading the yin. I was like, I want to have this yin energy of creation, but I was trying to lead it with the yang. And what that could look like is, well, okay, if I want to be an artist, I need to learn how to draw. Okay. How do I do Uh it? Let me look up the instructions of how I draw this. Let me look up. How do I get it right? How do you paint? Right. How do you create this right? Right. You yes. know, it makes me think of when I showed up at the Blumen Craft Project and I was doing a collage and I showed up with scissors because I was going to cut. And And Debbie was like, just rip shit off and stick it on, highly. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the mind tries to lead the way in straight lines. You know, yang is like straight lines. It tries to think linear. And if you're just trying to create from that place, it's always going, it's never going to have the, the flare. it's never going to have the rebellious spirit of the yin it's never going to have the true expression of the heart because that's the whole point of creativity creativity mm. is to express the feelings of the heart is to express our heart position to the mm. world that's artfulness that's 26 jinky 26 artfulness the gift is literally heart marketing. That's what Richard calls it. You market mm. your heart. That's what creativity is. We're marketing our heart. We, we feel something and we create something beautiful out of it. Yes, you need your mind for that process, but where's it coming from? It's coming from the heart. Coming from the heart. And so in our creative process, I think the important place to begin is looking at where am I trying to lead the creative process with my mind and how is that capping my creativity and how is that actually not making it feel that great? you know when we're when we're creating from our minds, that's when we finish a project and go, "Ugh, it's not good enough." Mm-hmm. A creative pursuit that the heart led, it's always perfect
1: because mm-hmm. whatever you thought, created. Oh
0: yeah. I mean I would love to hear from you Megan because you well, are an artist and you're a heart-centered artist
1: so share with us. I am your a heart-centered, heart-centered artist and every page that I do I'm an art journaler which means I do mixed media with um, words mm-hmm. I combine the two in journals many of them I bind myself but what I was going to just respond to there is that so many of the pieces that I do, I absolutely fall in love with. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's my child. I love this piece. And that means it came from the heart. I, I can look back and just, and even though I look back maybe three years ago and and look at it, if I wanted to look at it with my mind, oh my goodness, you know, the balance is off there and there was too much blue on that side of the page and not enough on this side of the page and it's not unified but my heart says, oh, my God, I remember going through that. And that's when I was really struggling with um, my weight and I was really making a breakthrough in my love for myself. And it shows in that piece of art, you know,
0: mm. so that's
1: that's kind of the masculine and feminine view of a piece of art, you know, It's yeah. for me and, personally. And
0: we can see that even if you were to go to an art gallery, walk into an mm-hmm. art gallery in your yang energy leading in your intellect leading you could walk around and be like well that's ugly that's shit that shit don't Mm -hmm. like it don't like it don't like and this was me when I was more I was very much in my masculine energy for the first almost 30 years of my life and I never connected with art and I'd see certain art I'm like why would anyone pay for that it's shit but I was looking at it through intellect when you look at art from your heart like now my connection with artwork and music is something I've always connected more with because I have Jinky61 um, in my SQ, so it's all about inspiration and music, but for art like and poetry, I'm now connecting mm-hmm. with art and poetry because I'm more connected with my heart. My heart leads the way, and so I just get it now. And yeah. then my intellect can come in and start to make inferences, start to like yes. start yes. to – be like, okay, well, what does this mean? And this is where the the yang can come in to take us further. Yes. The yin needs to be the beginning. Otherwise, what are we even, uh, what's the point? (laughs) If the heart isn't leading the way, what's the point? You know? Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. So I have um, this question from Lizzie P. Mm -hmm. And she wants, she asks, how can we tell if our masculine or feminine energy is out of balance? Mm. Ooh. And oh, and well, Lizzie. yeah, and now there is a second part of this question, but we could just go with this if you want.
0: Well, this is the first and most obvious way when you are too much in your mind. When you oh. feel like your mind is running the show, when you can't stop thinking, if you're overthinking, if you're unable to sleep at night because your mind's going, if you're always replaying things in your mind, if you're trying to figure things out, if you feel like you need to know everything, if you're
1: like a collector of knowledge, that's when you know. Okay, you so that would be those. overly masculine. What mm-hmm. What if you're overly feminine?
0: overly feminine would be the way that Richard puts it in the book through 37 is overly sentimental. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where you Uh, allowing your emotions to run your life, but you hide behind it as saying, oh, no, I just wear my heart on my sleeve. But it's like, no, that's not Mm. truly wearing your heart on your sleeve. It's being a victim to your emotions. So it's when we become overly emotional, dragged down by our emotions, clingy, can't let go of anything, very grasping energy, and feeling unsafe all of the time can be – that can show up in masculine, but in the overly feminine where we're like, ah – like, feel like you can't get your feet on the ground, ungrounded. Okay. Um, okay. But that can show up both in masculine and feminine. But, th- yeah, that would be more the tendencies of overly yin.
1: Okay. You yes. actually a- asked the rest of her question, a- answered the rest of her question there, too. Oh. So oh, amazing. Um, Thank you for the question, Lizzie P.
0: Yeah. Lovely question.
1: All right. So Maddie asks, I'd love to know how to access more of the divine feminine. So here I'm just adding the divine Mm. to this question. Is there a difference between the divine feminine and the feminine as we've been talking in this discussion?
0: Mm -hmm. I used to think that there was. I used to think that there was such thing as divine feminine and masculine and toxic feminine and masculine. But when I now apply all of the beautiful awakening that's come through the gene keys, we see in the gene keys, you have a shadow and you have a city, right? So the shadow would technically be the toxic and the city would be the divine. But we learn that they're actually just one in the same. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so the moment we cast something out as being bad is the moment that we didn't quite get it. And so I've steered away from using the word defined feminine and toxic feminine, masculine as well. And instead just, it's it encompasses it all. Just like whenever we talk about um, tenderness, which is Gene Key 37, tenderness encompasses the weakness and the equality, which is the gift and the shadow. Like it, it is everything it's whole, you know? And so the polarity of our universe, the yin and the yang, they, to a whole, they come with the whole lot, you know, the full spectrum of human emotion, the full spectrum of what it is to be human. And I don't think there is the divine and the toxic, the divine encompasses it all. The divine encompasses the toxic, you know, (laughs) it's all part of it. And so it wouldn't be so much, how can I access more of the divine feminine? Just how can I access more more of the feminine, you know, And, well, I guess the ways that we access more of the feminine is by starting to drop deeper into our heart space and, you know, starting to contemplate the feminine. That's how you do it with gentle inquiry, playful pondering of the feminine, and even, like, trying different Feminine energy type things. This is what I did as I was. Uh, it's almost like I feel like it was a transition. <laughs> like I transition from like a a really masculine energy to more of a feminine energy, and it was just started bubbling up within me as like this deep pull of like whoa, and I was like, what's happening to me? I'm feeling i'm I'm starting to feel, yeah, I just obviously I was starting to feel this yin rising, I didn't know it, so I was really confused. I was like, What is happening to me, and I even got this urge to buy all of these long, flowy dresses. I've huh. never owned a long, flowy dress in my life i'm always i've I even dress quite messy, I mean right now I'm wearing overalls and a bloody like khaki top you know I'm I'm always quite masculine in the way I've dressed and so I just had this urge I was like I need to be in flowy clothes just just to even start to move a bit more and I'm not saying that you need to go and buy flowy dresses to be feminine this was just a natural impulse that I had in my journey because I was craving flow and so I was craving it externally to start with right Really, I was craving it internally, but I started you know trying those dresses, and then i I started moving more i've always been a dancer, but like just starting to actually dance with awareness of the feminine energy so i wasn't just dancing like I always would, but I was dancing to connect with the feminine energy, something else that i that I've done to connect deep with the feminine energy is to really meditate on or contemplate my my feminine yin ancestors I'm Hmm. talking eons ancestors you know like really getting in touch with that medicine woman energy that that Mm -hmm. tribal elder woman energy and just sort of you know I've done meditations thinking on that I've I have done stream of consciousness writing trying to connect with that energy and um danced to that energy like sort of as I've danced almost visualizing myself being around a campfire with these women and all of these different ways that just I naturally feel pulled. I did not look this up. I did not be like, I didn't Google how to connect more with your feminine energy. I just, this, (laughs) this happened spontaneously in me because I was, I think because I was connecting so deeply with the Gene Keys, the Gene Keys is a teaching of yin and yang. The Gene Keys is a teaching of the yin leading the yang. And so I think I just, it just naturally started to happen within me. But yeah, movement, dance, um, another great way to connect deeper with your yin energy is to really honor your menstrual cycle, mm. like really honor it and to honor the pain of your period. This is something that I naturally started doing as I was connecting more with the feminine is when I'd have my period and I get pain, I just was, I don't know, something has changed in me where I really enjoy that pain. It's a bit weird, but it's like this feminine celebration. It's like this yeah. celebration of, of, of who I am and what it means to be in that feminine energy, what it means to be in that yin, like all of these different things that are just invite, you know, that's inviting in the flow. Cause that's what having, your period is, it's the flow of your, of that lining flowing out. So like, how can we honor the flow? So I was honoring the flow in dresses, in dancing, in my menstrual cycle, in the flow of my creativity. So even starting to, when I felt like I wanted to create something, being really aware of, okay, I'm feeling the pull to create. Where am I too much in my mind now though? What would it look like just to trust in my heart right now? And so these Mm -hmm. are questions I ask myself all of the time, and this is probably the number one tip. I mean, it's taken me a while to get here, Maddie, but here we are. This is my number one tip. (laughs) Just asking the question, what would it look like to come from my heart right now? What would it look like to just trust in the calls of my heart right now?
1: Let that come
0: through. What would love say right now? Let that come through and then go, okay, there it is. How can I come in and support that with structure now? Mm. So we're not just going with the yin and disregarding the yang. Right. Because that's what's happened. That's what's happened in a lot of our world as this movement's been happening. It's like yin, 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 yin disregarding the yang or yin 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 but it's actually yang. <laughs> so it can yes. be either or and that's out of balance. It's like what does the heart say? What is the vision? Where is the flow? Okay, let's bring some structure to that. Because this is all about and and the Journey Home women will know this um analogy that I use, but the water bottle. I'm shaking a water bottle. Here everyone you can hear it. <laughs> through my, through my <laughs> microphone. Um it's it's the water bottle. So the yin is the water. The feminine is the water and water is incredible. And we want it for nourishment. And it's like, oh, it holds life. Water holds life. However, if you took water and you had no structure around that water and you just poured the water out onto the ground, where does that water go? It just seeps away into the ground and you can't really do anything with it. It's gone. You pour water out onto the ground, it's gone. You can't nurture yourself with it. You can't drink from it. I see the yang as the container, right? And so, yes, you've got this amazing water, but you need a container to hold it in. And so as you pour that yin into the yang container, now you can do something with it. Now you can nourish yourself with it, right? But if if the container is too tight, so if if you fill up a water bottle the whole way, like the whole way and put the cap on, and it's just so tight, there's no flow in that water bottle anymore. And so the yang has squashed out the yin, it's kept her tight in her little box. Whereas like you can hear you can hear that right now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my water
0: bottle is half full. And so there's so much flow in there. There's so much room for her to move around and to keep dreaming and everything. And so we require a container, right? Not a container to suppress us as we think because that's patriarchy. Yes, the container was suppressing us. The container was holding us down. But you don't want to throw out the container. If we throw out the container completely, you just seep away into the ground. It's no, yeah. we just need to loosen the container and let the water pouring come first. We need the container to hold us, right? And so that's really how I see yeah. it in my own creative process, in my connection to the yin. I dream and I cast vision through the yin, and then I say, okay, where's my container? Where's my structure to come and hold it?
1: Could you give us an example of that?
0: Mm. Absolutely. I have to do this a lot in my business because. I would just, my business would cease to
1: exist. <laughs> because, yeah, without a container. You no, know, yeah. without
0: a container. Um, and especially because my life's work is all yin, I i am the epitome of the person that can just float away. Like I just <laughs> float away. And I can feel so lost in my business when the structure hasn't come in to support me. And I used to think feeling lost meant that I sucked at business and meant that I just was never going to, I was just a failure. But now I realize whenever I feel lost, ah, I just need to bring in a bit more container, you know? And so the way that I do this for myself in business is a great example is I support myself with like a a loose weekly structure. Okay. Again, this this reflects the water bottle. It's not a tight weekly structure where I'm like, okay, I'm- Yeah. On Mondays I do this 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 and this and Tuesdays I do this this I've done that before. That's a disaster because I hate it. And then I'm like <laughs> fuck it all. I throw it all in the bin and this is where you get the pendulum swing. You know, all in yes. not at all is literally just a swing between the poles of yin and yang. Right? When you go all in on something that's like very yang and then not at all that's very yin. It's like okay, to stop doing that process I need to bring in that structure and so I always have to recheck in with this structure. If you just slapped a structure on something and then expected that to work until the end of time, you too will feel strangled by it. And yes, totally because strangled. the yin, yes. she's always casting the next vision, she's always got yeah. the next thing that she wants. And so if she feels confined by that yang, She'll get really rebellious and like, ah, I don't want any of the structure. And she throws it out. So I let my structure I create for my business evolve as my yin's vision evolves. And so I'm always reflecting back on, okay, is this still working? How do I need to switch it out? So my structure I I printed out is like this big, um, I usually have it on this wall behind me, but I have it digital right now where I print out these A3 pages of my month ahead and I have this looser structure of the things that I know that need to get done in my business so that I can okay. feel like I have my feet on the ground so that yeah. I don't feel yeah. lost. So it's just holding me and reminding me of what my vision is because I can forget. I can forget that vision because the yin is just so floating out there that she can forget her magnificence sometimes. And so that structure reminds me. But then this brings the other analogy, and I know I've shared this with you before, Megan. I see that structure as a vehicle, right? Yes. The yang. Yeah, I, I was I hoping see you it, would bring this up. Yeah. I see it as a vehicle, and the yin is the driver of that vehicle. Well, she's got the map, right? She's got the map saying this is where we're going, and then the car takes you there, right? If you're just standing there with your map with no vehicle, I mean, you ain't going nowhere. So you need right. the yang, Right. But depending on where you're going depends on what vehicle you need. So my structure, my vehicle can get me to a certain place. So say I've got my map and I need to get to the, to the shore of the ocean. I'm going to take a car and that's my vehicle. So I've got my car, I'm in there and it can take me exactly where I need to go. But once I hit the ocean, that car is not going to get me across the ocean to the island that I want to mm, go to. I need right. to switch my vehicle out for a boat. And so that's when I have to switch out my structure. If yes. I'm expecting my car to take me up the mountainside and over oceans and through the air, I'm kidding myself. And that's where my yin will get frustrated and be like, "Ah, oh, this is boxing me in. It was never boxing you in. You just, the, the feminine needed to lead the masculine in switching out the vehicles. Sometimes you might need a... A boat, a four-wheel drive, an aeroplane, a freaking rocket. Let's go to the moon. But once you get to the moon. Maybe you
1: just want a horse.
0: <laughs> maybe you want a horse. Maybe you want to ride on the back of a turtle for a bit. I don't know. You know, like there's all of these different structures that we require at different times. But who is it that is going to know which vehicle they need? The yin. The feminine.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: feminine because she casts a vision of where we're going. Whereas if the Yang's leading the way, it's just like, I just want a monster truck and we're going to be in the monster truck. Whether you like it or not, we're in the monster truck. Then what happens (laughs) when you're at the water? It's like, well, that's not going to help me right now. And that's what happens when we get stuck in our own masculine is that we're like trying to force this vehicle up a mountainside. We're trying to get to the moon in a monster truck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. You need a rocket. (laughs) But then you get in the rocket, you go to the moon. That rocket is now obsolete. Once I'm at the moon, I don't need it anymore. What
1: do I need now? Right.
0: So we always need to be shedding structures and creating new structures. Structures are not to be enforced until the end of time. The point of structure and the point of even skill sets, skill sets and structures, their purpose is to transcend the structure and the skill set. That's the purpose of them. And as we transcend a structure and a skill set, we then create a new one. We transcend that, we create a new one. That's called transformation and awakening, right? That's Gene Key 60, limitation. The shadow of limitation is where we take a structure and expect our car to take us to the moon. Whereas we need to keep shedding and building upon that structure. And we can see this in our world where we are still utilizing structures from so long ago that just aren't working anymore. We still have this education structure of children sitting in rows on the mat, learning just rote stuff, repeating times tables when they don't even know what it means. That structure has reached its capacity. We need to shed it and what's coming next, you know, and this this is what, that can only happen when the yin leads the way. Because Mm. the vision needs to be the one that sheds the structure because the structure itself, it doesn't want to shed its structure because it's like, well, this is what I need to do. I've got to lead. If the masculine feels like it needs to lead, it gets really overwhelmed and it can feel like a failure all the time. And we have a lot of men in the world who do feel that way, feel this pressure and feel this like, ah, like needing to provide, needing to create. but if he's not allowing his yin to to lead the mm-hmm. way in what the next vision is, he can feel bound by his own structures. And then in a relationship or within a business or an organization, he can bind everyone mm-hmm. in that. And it's like as we let go and let that yin and that heart lead the way, We can keep creating new structures, new systems, new skill sets. And this is actually how we create mastery, by shedding, by transcending skill, transcending skill, not getting trapped in a single-mindedness, a narrow-mindedness, stuck in our head. This is how it has to be. The yin has endless possibilities. But on her own, those endless possibilities get her nowhere. We need to have our masculine come in, support that, be our own container. And we can be our own container internally. And then we also need to lean on each other. Like Mm -hmm. I support myself. My yang supports my yin, but then Bevan's yang supports my yin. Or like I've had, um, I just finished up working for nine months with a business coach and I, specifically hired a business coach that was more in the yang because i'm so yin that i needed Mm -hmm. more yang support and she would say i am your container to your water and she was and she was the container i needed so another part of this balance is never feeling afraid to seek support that is part of balance that is part of Key 37 equality which is all about this yin-yang balance, quality is never afraid to ask for help, never afraid to lean on. So the the yin is never afraid to be like, oh, yang, come in and support me. Nor is the yang afraid to be like, yin, show me the way. Let me support mm. you. That's the beautiful yang energy where it's like, let me support you. And that's mm. why when we do look at gender, when we do look at um well, not even gender, but just a yin-yang relationship. So this could be a male-male relationship, but one might be more in the yin, one might be more in the yang, or it could be heterosexual or it could be two women, where the yang energy in a relationship really wants to provide. It's this mm-hmm. yearning to provide. And with that yearning to provide, it, it doesn't want to provide to dominate you. It wants Mm-mm. to provide to, to support you so that you can cast the visions, be the dreamer. Yes. And so for the yin, are we going to let them? Can Mm. we let the yang support us both within ourselves and in our relationship? Because that can be really difficult when we are too much in the yang. Yeah. So that was like for me when I left teaching and I went through a long time of not working and we were in, Severe financial debt. So like not an ideal time to not be earning. It was my yang energy that felt uncomfortable stepping away from that work. It was the yang energy in me being like, but no, I need to, I need to be providing. I need to be providing. But my yin energy was just saying, Hayley, can you just let Bevan hold you in this? Can Mm. you just let his yang energy hold you? Because that's actually extremely fulfilling for the yang energy. That's their whole, that's the purpose. It's like, it feels so fulfilled when it gets to hold the yin. But in order to hold the yin, the yin must allow it to be held. Mm -hmm. Because if we're trying to come in with all of our yang energy, then we sort of undermine Mm
1: -hmm. his yang energy. Mm -hmm.
0: And this doesn't need to look like, okay, now we're homesteaders and I don't earn a single dime and now I'm back to being repressed and and all of that again.
1: No, that's not,
0: no. It can if that is the vision of your heart and that's what you want. If you want, if that's that vision to be the homemaker and have the children and make all of the food from scratch, that is beautiful. And that can be just as much equality as a woman who's working in corporate being the sole income earner. In both scenarios, we can still have yin leading the yang. Like it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter what you do externally. It's all about internally. But can we just let the yang hold us? That is the question. And that's the discomfort within yourself that you will feel internally first. Can I just dream and then let it come in and hold me? Without feeling like I just need to know everything all of the time. I need to be certain. I need to know where I'm going. Yeah. That's just the mind leading the way. And it's just never going to bring you the fulfillment that you crave.
1: Mm. Mm. I have one last question. You've answered many of them on my list here already. So I don't need to repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you talked a little about your activation sequence one of your keys is all feminine and one is all masculine mm. so uh, are we are there keys that are more masculine than feminine mm. in the gene keys for instance tenderness and grace sound <clears throat> more feminine mm. and honor and valor sound more masculine mm-hmm. um I have a sort of secret underneath which is that when I've read about your gene key 2 mm-hmm. no one, 1 1 which is 1 which is the what you said is the masculine one with all yang lines right mm-hmm. really one of the main parts of it has a lot of yin in it so yeah. it, it gets confusing when when we talk about the gene keys and the yin and the yang and yeah I'd love to have you riff on that one. <laughs> sure. So
0: funny. Just as you were saying some of those um, gene keys, and just as you said in Valor, I like literally opened my, my book and I opened right to Valor, like on the first page of Valor. And Valor is actually equal yin-yang, three yang, three yin. So you're
1: looking, when you say three yang and three yin, you're looking at the hexagram. I'm looking at at the hexagram.
0: Yeah. So the hexagram comes from the Chinese I Ching and the hexagrams are what the jing keys are built upon and the hexagrams are made up of yin and yang lines. So you have six lines, um, broken lines are yin and solid lines are yang. And so it makes sort of an image. The hexagrams make an image, and I'm saying this to the listeners, even though it sounds like I'm saying it to you, Megan. I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so they make these, they make these little images, and then those images can even be interpreted by, like, oh, they're just incredible. Like if you just even look yeah. at the what it looks like, it's like, oh, it takes you on this little adventure. However, even when you have more masculine in a gene key it is still about the feminine leading the masculine and you give the perfect example of jinky number two, of jinky number 1 which is all masculine yet it is such a feminine jinky <laughs> because in order for that masculine to thrive feminine must lead the way that masculine that full masculine jinky is here to be in service to the yin. So that full masculine gene key is the gift of freshness and the city of beauty, all masculine. And it's all about creating, creation, creation, creation. It creates something out of nothing. It is the creative impulse that lives inside all of us. It is just here to to make things in the world. However, like I said right at the beginning, the making of those things does not happen uh-huh. without a womb space. The yeah. making of those things does not happen without first the yin vision, does not happen without first being connected to the visions of your heart. And so, yes, even though it is a full yang gene key, it can only exist because the yin came first. Okay. Right? Okay. And so that's really how we see it playing out. So, yes, there are these beautiful yang things but unless the yin comes first that that it can never do its thing anyway what's the point of this amazing creative energy if there's no womb in which to create it in
1: nothing so when we're looking at all the gene keys really we're looking at a balance of male and female or masculine feminine in each gene key it's just Mm -hmm. in a they uh, just take on different aromas they am I correct in that yeah and
0: depending on the gene keys that you have in your own profile will depend on what that balance how it's going to manifest in you so because i have complete yin complete yang me finding that balance is quite extreme right because i can okay okay i can get pulled between these two gene keys and lose my weight that's that's the yin um shadow dislocation you get lost (laughs) or entropy you lose all energy in your system you exhaust yourself so when you go too far into the yang you exhaust yourself when you go too far into the yin you lose yourself and because I have those two I can bounce between exhausted lost myself exhausted lost myself and that was the first 25 years of my life Thankfully, through my inner work, I have found this inner balance and I no longer live in that way. Whereas, depending on other people, on your gene keys, the say you have one that's maybe four masculine lines and two yin, and then another one that's, you know, four yin lines and two masculine, you're still going to have the same thing playing out, but maybe in a slightly different way. It manifests in these different ways. So, like that one of valor that you were saying, how it's all it's equal parts yin and yang, it has the um, shadow of control. And so instead of burning out completely in entropy like the full yang is, it will just try and overly control everything subtly to try and maintain Mm. that control in that yang way. You might not exhaust yourself in that control and completely lose energy in your system like in jinky number one but you will still be dominating that area, but only because of its programming partner inadequacy, which is more yin, which is feels like it's not enough. Oh my gosh, I, I can't dive into myself. I'm too scared to go into the void. And so it just controls to avoid going into the void. <laughs> and so <laughs> between those two programming partners, 48 and 21, we see a different dance between the masculine and the feminine. It is the same dance as between one and two. But it's manifesting slightly differently than just completely lost, completely burnt out. Right, It's right. coming through. So, so in it a is really like way. a
1: continuum of mm. of balances. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. And
0: you'll get everything in between. Everything in between being completely lost, ceasing ceasing to exist, and completely burnt out, no energy. They're the polar ends of the yin yang shadows. Then you have everything in between. You have confusion, you have anxiety, you have seriousness, you have all of that. They all sit between those two poles
1: in those shadows. So in programming partners, yeah, you actually have the opposite lines in each of your, uh, um, the, each the. now I'm losing mm-hmm. the word. In the hexagram. In the hexagram, yes. Mm -hmm. So I know that my twenty looks like an arch. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of yin yin lines with a few yang lines. So my one of force must be the opposite. Am I correct in that?
0: Look, I would have to double check. That'd be thirty-four. No, yeah, my book is. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. Yeah, so they're okay. they in opposition to each other. The programming partners right. are in opposition to each other at the shadow and they're in beautiful balance with each other at the gift. Okay. So in the shadow frequencies, it's when we're more in the mind. It's when the yang's trying to lead the yin and so we're off balance. In all of the gift frequencies, the gifts of the jinkies are just where you move into the heart. And so as soon as you move into the heart, you have the yin leading the way and these hexagrams now dance together beautifully. Whereas in the shadow, they're like disjointed with each other. They're dragging each other down in their own imbalance. But as you come into balance, as you move from head to heart, from shadow to gift, you then come into this harmony and this balance between yin and yang within the programming partners. And that's really like how the programming partners work. They work as the polarity.
1: They are the polarity. Right. All right. So this is all, I think, an answer to a lot of these questions for the women who ask these questions, and maybe our listeners, is we need to get more in our hearts. What can we do to get more into our hearts? Because of this very masculine time we have come through these last hundred years, this patriarchal time, we're shedding that. How do we get back into our hearts daily. Mm. This is where the discomfort is.
0: We feel so uncomfortable getting into our hearts because there is, we've created so many blockages between our head and our heart. And in order to get into the heart, we need to remove the blockages.
1: All right. So that's what the inner work's all about is removing the blockages, unpicking that knot. Okay.
0: Yes. Removing the blockages, opening up the way to the heart. So you've just completed the Venus, well, not completed, you'd ever complete the Venus sequence, but you've just come to the end of this cycle of the Venus sequence, Megan. And the pathway between your EQ and your SQ is the pathway of love, right? And that pathway of love is where you finally take the, the final piece that's blocking the dam, the river of life coming out of your heart, you take the final piece and it just goes and you've suddenly cleared the way into your heart space and that's really what those mm-hmm. eight keys that precede that moment is doing. As you're working through yes. the keys that precede that pathway of love, you're you're taking out blockage after blockage after blockage through mm-hmm. the shadow work, understanding it, Allowing it, accepting it, embracing it, learning more about ourselves, creating core stability, understanding our dharma, understanding our karma, understanding what intelligence is, understanding how we undermine our emotions, understanding how our head tries to get in the way. This is what the whole golden path is up until the point of the line, the pathway of love. And it's like we remove that final blockage and then we we suddenly have full access to our hearts again. Because we've collected so many of these shadow patterns along the way. And some of them, we were actually, we born with them in our DNA. We're born with these blockages. But it's for the simple joy of being able to unblock it. I mean, is there anything mm-hmm. more satisfying than like unblocking a drain? You know, like, you get that satisfaction.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've just had a eight months of a Roto-Rooter. That's what yeah? i had. <laughs>
0: like suddenly you strike oil and it's like you know and so how we get more into our hearts is we do the inner work that is what the journey home is the journey home is the return to the heart and the heart is always there and and you're always connected to it there's just these blockages in our in our psyche in our psychology In our minds, the blockages are in your mind. Your heart is not blocked. It's not actually blocked. You've created the illusion that your heart's blocked by the things that your mind is telling you to be true. And so Mm -hmm. this is about removing those things from our mind through gentle contemplation. And this is why you don't learn your gene keys in one week. This is why Mm -hmm. you can't just be like, oh, I read the gene keys book. I'm enlightened now. No. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> You have to put the work in where you gently contemplate these things and bits will click and your DNA starts to shift and you release more light. And in doing so, these blockages start to alleviate and you start to create a clearer path to your heart where yes. you believed it to be blocked before. So you really, you're just yes. removing the veil. You're removing illusion after illusion after illusion to remember the truth of the fact that you have a clean pathway to your heart always we've just got these mm-hmm. illusionary blockages that require the shadow work and this deep understanding of ourselves in order to um surpass those and so yeah. that's yeah that's how we get closer into our hearts we do the inner work but you can couple that inner work with heart practices you can couple yeah. that inner work with doing heart opening meditations you know i've got a couple of those in i think there's four meditations and the journey home that are specifically around opening the heart, we can do these practices where we just pause, you know, the triple flame app.
1: The triple flame app is exactly what I was thinking of too. Yeah.
0: Pausing for three minutes every three hours. You know, I, I'm committed to this practice and it goes off and my mind says, Mm -hmm. guess what my mind says? Guess what the yang says when it's leading the way? Don't have time for that. Oh no, I'm too busy. I need to be doing this right now. (laughs) My mind says no time to pause. But then I say, no, I'm not letting Yang lead the way. My heart is more important than anything else. I'm worth taking these three moments, three minutes for to just drop in. And when I do that three minutes, whether I'm listening to the guided or just, I like the music. I just, Mm -hmm. as I listen to that, I imagine this spaciousness opening up in my heart. I yes. see just more space, you know, or Richard's guided one, the 10 minute mm. guided one is soften mm-hmm. the heart, open the mind, open the mind, soften the heart, open the mind. And these are just, and we feel like, oh, it's only 10 minutes, it's only three minutes it's not worth doing. Like it can't be that simple, but that's where the yang gets us. The yang wants it to be complicated. It wants it to be overly structured. I need a really important structure. I need to have a list of how I'm going to fix this and follow it in order to do it. But that's just the yang. And so it's it's easy to do, but it's easy not to do these three minutes. But as you take that three minutes and you just let the yin come through, because that's what you're really doing as you're dropping into yeah. your heart, then notice how different you feel after those three minutes. Uh,
1: uh, this triple flame app I has just really changed my journey. You know, I've been working on my journey for so long. The nation of the sea, adding the triple flame, and I, I just like, whoa. That heart mm. is so much more expansive now. Yes. I'm so much calmer. Mm. I just am more present. Mm. It's, I'm, uh, you know, I feel like saying it's a miracle, but it's a miracle that has been many, many years in the making. It's not like it's an oh, yeah. instant thing. It's, it, but it does feel miraculous because I have so much more access to joy now.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. And it's all with these little pauses.
1: Yeah. Because just what, making, pause... room in, mm. making a room in your life for whatever is happening, just letting it be there. And that's the yin yeah. allowing, receiving, like.
0: But without it needing to know what it's going to receive, you know the exactly yang, the you don't Yang need energy. The yeah, the Yang energy would come into the pause and be like, "Okay, I'll do the pause if it's going to give me a breakthrough." And so, okay, I'm pausing <laughs> and I'm waiting for my breakthrough. Yes. It was a certainty. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right. Which is why the Yang's not meant to lead the way in that case. When the Yin mm-hmm. leads the way, it says, "I'm just going to pause because being with my heart, there's nothing more important." It opens a space up. Maybe inspiration dropped in. I always, nine times out of 10, I do get inspiration drop in. Mm-hmm. And then guess what I do after my pause? My yang comes in and goes, Ooh, what are we going to do with that piece of inspiration? Ah. Uh, and it yes. goes and does something with it. Whereas if I came yeah. into the pause with the yang energy, I would never have received anything to do anything with. This is the whole idea of you got to come in with the womb space to have the thing drop to then make the thing. And so yeah. Like I really want to say a very important thing here is as we're coming towards the end of wrapping this up is that yang is not bad. And I don't want to, you know with us saying like yin yeah. yin must come first. Then we can get in our minds, oh, well, does that mean that Yang's bad then? Like, oh, like oh, yeah. Yang's bad, Fem- female is better than male. No, not Mm-mm. at all. They are in, it's equality. They are in equal yes. greatness. They are in equal magnificence and they are in equal need. Like I said, you don't, you need the womb and you need the the thing that's going to create something in the womb. Yeah. It's, they are of absolute equal importance, equal worth, equal everything. But the yin does need to come first for it to create what it needs to create. And I hope that that that's what I really hope that the listeners walk away with today is that concept. And yeah, it's just, just think of it as the womb. The womb must come first for the seed to be planted in the womb, for the thing to be grown. And yeah. so, and looking okay. at that with your pauses too, the yin leads the pause so that something can be created, and the yang takes whatever drops in and then makes something of it. It's this beautiful balance, and it's all about what's happening in you first. You're yes, not going yes, to create yes. equality around you unless you have created equality within you. So, as long as you don't have equality within you, there's going to be a lack of equality in your relationships where there might be, you might be overly controlling or overly submissive or overly sentimental or overly harsh, you know, and that is just a manifestation of how you're being internally. Mm
1: -hmm. However
0: you are being internally with yourself in terms of your own masculine feminine energies is how you will then manifest outwardly with your masculine feminine energies. And so yeah, this is really, it's just all an individual level. This is just all about what's happening in me because with, as within, so without, right? And it, this is not about respecting the yang any less. It's not about throwing it out. It's just about no. rejigging the order sometimes so that we can actually, they can both do what they came here to do. The yin came here to have the vision and the yang came here to be the container. Can we just let them be that?
1: Yeah. It's the synergy. It's they, oh. they both are equal synergy. You need them mm. both.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not it's not about male female, even though we see it manifesting through male female. And there's elements to that. But yeah, for men, their yin needs to lead. Like Richard Rudd, who's the yes. author of the Gene Keys. Oh, he is the most beautiful uh, representation of a man who is led by the yin. Yes. Right? Yet has this beautiful masculinity about him. Absolutely. He's got a he's yeah. beautifully masculine and um you know creates structure and you know writes books and has been the CEO of the Jinkies. He's now um taken the role of just founder. He's not CEO anymore, but like in that that energy, you know, he's a very masculine man. Um, but so yin (laughs) Mm. so led by the yin and I love seeing that and I think this is something I was thinking about this yesterday Megan um, of how through like as I became an adult sort of moving out of my family home and starting to see the world from a wider lens because We just know the world that we're raised in, right? We know the world through the lens of our parents and through the lens of the way that life's always been. And as I went out into the world and I saw more yin in some men, it would break me. Like I remember when I used to go to church, when I first started going to church and I was sitting behind a row and there was this man and, and he sort of looked a bit like my dad and had like this real masculine energy. And, and as the worship was going and everything, I just saw him crying and I saw him mm. like just in his heart and just that broke me. Like it, I was just sitting behind this man sobbing, being like, I don't understand what I'm seeing right now. What, what is this? I I didn't know because my, my dad was very Yang, very Yang. <laughs> oh the mention of any, like, just no, hardly any yin in him. Obviously, he did have yin in him. He just, right, he didn't
1: recognize it. Yeah.
0: No. And very, very harsh, very, you know, I saw my dad cry like twice in my whole life. Um, That kind of energy. And I just was watching this man being like, is this real? Am I actually seeing this? Is this possible? Like. Yeah. Because I was, I was definitely raised to believe that that wasn't right. It wasn't right Uh to see a man and his emotions. And ever since then, I would have been like 22, maybe when that happened. And so like, since that time, just starting to even, I've had to reframe my idea of what I think a man is and reframe my idea of what a woman is. Because mm-hmm. I was, we were all raised to believe to see it in a certain way. And even in our schooling right. system, we see it in a certain way. And this was why I was always so resistant to being a girl growing up because I didn't like, I, I it's like, I always, without knowing it, I didn't like this way that we were compartmentalizing. I, I didn't like it. It felt off balance for me right from a child. And so right. I was like, well, I want to be on the yang side then because I don't want to be on the suppressed <laughs> side. Don't, right. don't box me in. The
1: weak side. Yes. The weak side.
0: Yes. So I was led to believe that yin was weak. And so I was like, well, I don't feel weak. So I mustn't belong there then. So yeah. I overly identified in the yang. But then, of course, as I have come to know, love, and understand myself, I'm like, holy shit, my, the, the strength is in both coming together. The strength mm. is in me honoring the yin so that the yang can come in in it's true strength. And, yeah, yes. getting to see that in, in different men in my life too, like it took me a long time to even come to terms with the fact that people's fathers had this capacity for this loving gentleness. I just could mm. never accept it and it I would block it out. Like whenever I'd see huh. somebody else's father being really kind or gentle or caring and nurturing, I would block it out because I couldn't mm. handle accepting that that could be true. Because then that meant that what I experienced was it, it actually wasn't real, amazing. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, it was really hard for me. And so, even over the last like five six years, I've been letting that in. And just letting myself even see the softness in in different people's father figures. And it's like Bevan's dad. And I live with them and I have for quite a long time. He's very masculine, but he's so soft. And he has this real oh. nurturing side and he feeds the birds. And if I'm feeling oh. sick, he's always checking up on me. Like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, oh, you know, there is so much yin in our incredible men and I just didn't get to see that growing up and so I've had to sort of open myself up to the idea of what this looks like and what does this mean for me and what does this mean for our world and like yeah Yeah. it's all part of this balance and allowing it all to come into its perfect harmony but it all starts within but you can see like I've just this is just part of my contemplation yeah I've just been contemplating it in others, in myself, in the world, what's you know, and it's been a gentle unfolding for years and it will continue, you know. I don't believe that I've found the answer. There isn't an answer. The moment you think you've found an answer, you're too much in the yang. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) You've gone back into the intellect again. It's like can we be forever open to new possibilities while supporting ourselves with structures as we continue that path? Because the moment we stop inquiring, the moment we stop being curious and open is the moment that we've capped our evolution. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So we've always got to be shedding. We've always got to be dreaming. We've always got to be moving. We've always got to be flowing. Yeah. What does that look like for us? What does it look like for you? What does it look like for everyone? And as we find that truth within us, we're going to bring harmony to our world. Mm. Mm. do you have anything to add <laughs> Megan with your you know this is
1: your purpose um, yeah I actually do I would love for the listening audience to um ask more questions about this subject because yes. I think we just you know we Gint. probably brought in a lot of of um concepts that are new to you yeah and I would you know I, I have a certain understanding of this. So my questions are going to be limited because I don't know what is in your mind. So please Mm. listeners, give us questions for part two of this conversation. Yeah. Mm. please.
0: I love that. That is so line six of you, Megan.
1: (laughs) I love this about Megan. So Megan's
0: (laughs) a line six in her life's work. And our last interview, Megan was like, you were the most line sixiest line six I ever did see because all of your (laughs) questions that you asked, you had the audience in mind, not yourself. Yeah. And you were thinking further ahead. You were thinking, okay, what, what do we need to ask in order to support people to move from here to here? And I mean, the line six has keynoted the teacher and that is just, that's just so fabulous. And I love that. I just love getting to see that difference between all of the women in my space, in the community, in my clients, to see how each one of those roles that we take on is the perfect piece that we're meant to play and that when you bring them all together, we have wholeness.
1: Oh, that has been one of the most beautiful, heart-opening things that I've ever experienced in this group is to truly understand synergy that each mm-hmm. of us are so unique in mm-hmm. our gifts and in our genius. And then when we come together, it it just expands the whole space. It, uh, you mm-hmm. know, without your brilliant um, way of interpreting the Gene Keys through that line five, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have the voice to be the teacher, you mm-hmm. know, and yet... Uh, I don't, I don't even have any more words for that. I just mm. am so appreciative of the space that we are in and of you and th- that I'm able to do some of, to actually grow myself through my line six by mm. teaching in the journey home, by making my videos, by interviewing yes. you on the podcast. It's like, just oh, <sighs> that's oh, wonderful.
0: Oh, that fulfillment, right? Creates fulfillment. that Fulfillment. And like within the journey home, we, and we've talked about this, Megan, how like we make an entire house. And when you look at the lines through human design, it does describe it as the, like the levels of a house. So a line one is like that basement and then line two is the next level, line three, line four, like line four would be like the kitchen. It's like the heart space of, of the house. And then line five is like me up there in like my office, you know, and then line six is the roof and Megan's up on the roof, but then we, um, I know that Lizzie will love this, how we were talking the other day about Lizzie's a line one, who's another one of the well-made is another one of the guides. And so is Debbie. They're both line ones. I'm line five, Megan's line six, and we make up the journey home guides. And I was saying to Megan that Lizzie and Debbie, they're the line ones. They're down in the basement. They're they're doing all the nuts and bolts, like they're keeping the the fire going. They're they're keeping like all the energy going. And I said they're down there, like on their bikes, like riding, getting all of the energy moving for the house. <laughs> they're fueling everything. I'm up in the study, just like enjoying the, the energy that they're making. And then Megan's up on the roof, looking at the stars being like, Oh, I can see smoke coming out the chimney and it's bloody Lizzie and Debbie down there just doing everything down in the basement. <laughs> oh, I just love it. And that is synergy. And yeah, it's not about, Oh, I'm better than them because I'm on the roof and they're down there or like, no. Oh, no Liz- Lizzie's better than me. Cause she can articulate and dive in so deeply it's not about that. It's about, oh, my gosh, no. look at us all perfectly playing our part. Look at us all perfectly being our peace and together creating magic, you know, and, yeah. and it's just this beautiful celebration of uniqueness. And, I mean, that all flows back into the yin-yang conversation because in order to be that peace, fully our peace, it's about having that internal balance. So, wow yeah. this is this has been a really incredible conversation um for depending on where listener depending listener where you're at on your journey, this may have been a whole heap of mumbo jumbo or it may have been the very piece that was the next piece, or maybe you fully resonated with it all um wherever you sit on that spectrum i just I just invite you into into contemplation around this, you know. Mm. I know yep. Bevan said to me, he goes, because Bevan listens to the podcast. Hey, Betty, I'm sure he's listening to this right now. That's <laughs> I said as I'm talking. And he was like, oh, what did you he say? He's like, you can, what, is, what was the word he used? Not mumble. Um, Like he was saying, I can go on a little bit sometimes. <laughs> he goes, oh. <laughs> he's like, he goes, you know, because you do lose me sometimes. I'm going to be honest, you lose me sometimes. I'm like, okay, Beth. That's okay, because you'll yeah. pick up the bits that you need, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. so funny. Uh, maybe he said I can get a bit fluffy sometimes. That's all right. <laughs> that's, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's my yin seeping off into the abyss. That's right. <laughs> sometimes, I need, sometimes I need a bit more structure to bring me down. You know, this highlight, this is the last thing I'm going to say, because I know we've been talking for so long, but... The whole idea around the reason why I've invited the beautiful Journey Home Women on to interview me is because of this yin-yang thing. Because I am so yin in my life's work, I need the structure of you, Megan, coming in to ask me questions to access my wisdom. If I don't have the structure coming in to support my yin, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I will go, all right. There's all of this stuff in me, all of this vision in me, but I can't seem to get it out because I need to ask for support of a masculine structure to come in and hold me, be a container for me so that we can channel my flow, so we can get the water moving. You are the banks of my river right now in this podcast episode. Without the banks of my river, I would have gotten on being, okay, Haley, talk about masculine and feminine, and I would have had nothing to say. Yeah. Because my yin would just seep into the ground and I'd be like, "Man, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and so this is the perfect example. And I've yes. come to know this about myself. And so this is me accommodating for my own yin-yang balance. And this is me reaching out for support to create the containers I need to go where I want to go. You are my That's vehicle right. that I chose for this voyage, right? Yes, yes. So we just see it we see it in everything and that's what i said right from the beginning the yin the yang it's everything it's literally yeah. everything so yeah go ponder everything guys head on off <laughs> look at <laughs> look at the world around you and be like where's the yin and yang in this and
1: you will find it you will bloody okay. find okay. it <laughs> Well, go ponder everything, you know. Don't be overwhelmed or anything. Just, just ponder everything. (laughs) It's like that movie that won all the
0: that movie that won all the Oscars last year. This year, what is it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) That's what what this is. Everything, everywhere, all at
1: once.
0: Everywhere, all at once. Oh Megan, thank you so much for offering me a container today. I am Mm -hmm. so appreciative. I just. I could just speak to you all day, every day. I really could. But then you say to me, Okay, Haley, I'm tired now. I'm gonna go now. (laughs) And I say, Uh okay,
1: Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to end by saying?
1: No, just I so appreciate this opportunity. I love this. Mm, So fun.
0: We're both gonna go off into our days feeling so fulfilled. Not because mm-hmm. we have an agenda, but just because we got to share our magic with each other. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And thank you, you, everyone. You listened. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I will Service. speak to you all soon for the Weekly Ponder next week. But thank you, Megan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So, if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.